When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why am I with Seabus Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries. Yeah, they helped me out real fast. Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. Seabus, for all of us. To consider if Seabus is right for you, visit seabussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail This is the final word. World Cup Daily, day 15, Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon for Seabus Super, the industry super fund, hitting your retirement for six. Visit seabussuper.com.au. That's a rather upbeat intro, Jeff, for another terrible day. Um, this time last week, we were kind of joking about the fact that there'd only been um, two complete washouts in the history of the mm. World Cup when the first one came along in I think it was Cardiff, wasn't it, last Friday? Maybe it was Bristol. I can't remember. Alas, they've now been three in the space of six days alongside another washout to make it four all told. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, not a, it's not a good week for the World Cup, but we're going to get into the politics of that after you give us a 30-second summary of what didn't happen today. A 30-second summary. Today, we thought we might get some play because it wasn't raining in the morning. It wasn't raining at 10.30 when we were due to start. They delayed the start for a little while. The toss has been delayed. They had an inspection, brought the covers on because it started raining, took them off again, had another inspection, brought the covers on again, took them off again, had another inspection, had an inspection to decide whether there would be an inspection, further inspected the inspectors, the inspectors inspected the inspection, and uh, then uh, eventually they called off play at about 3pm. Nice. So wasting done. our lives. That's about done. I, I was observing on the on the Guardian coverage through the course of the day that I felt like I was being negged by the covers mm. every time they came on, and they or rather every time they came off and they rolled off, they they would they would commission a, a, an updated time for the inspection. Mm-hmm. There was one at ten thirty, eleven thirty, twelve thirty, and one thirty, and on each occasion the rain came about ten minutes later. It was just yeah, we were gaslit yeah. um, by the by the powers that be today. I feel like it, it, it was like one of those relationships where you just break up about once a week um, <laughs> and, and you know, and, and you, you go out with your friends and you listen to We Are Never Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift and you like, have a good sing-along and then you get back together the next day and then you break up the next week and so on. And you're just like, could someone just make a decision either way? Like, either would be fine, but can we either do it or not do it? Um, and, and just trying to put it off to the end of the day. You knew it wasn't going to happen. You knew Paul Rifle didn't really love you. You knew he didn't have the same feelings about you as you had about him. Every time he came out and poked the ground with his umbrella and went, oh, we'll have another inspection. Just make a decision, Paul. Just make a decision. Put us out of our misery. Yeah, and on various times through the day, I think we both agreed there would be play. I mean, obviously, that was assuming Delusion. no further rain, but it Collective was. We, were, we, we, we lost the plot. We were, yep. we were talked into it by the fact that the covers kept coming off. Saying, I believe that Trent Bridge can change. Yes. I believe Trent Bridge can People change. People can change. 
I you've, could change. You've got to believe in the best in people. Well, they can't change if there's no sun, there's no wind, it's cold, the moisture, the, the atmosphere is wet, and the ground has been being rained on for four days before we even got there. Why well, can't they get... cover the whole ground? Well, they do it in Sri Lanka, as our, our colleague Andrew Fernando has rightly pointed out. They cover the whole ground true. in Sri Lanka. Why can't they do it in England? Yeah, I, I think that's one of the many points that we're going to go through and talk about. In, in terms of when we arrived last night at 1.30 in the morning, we recorded the day 14 podcast we hopped in uh, what we've called the Venga bus uh, with two of our colleagues uh, as we referenced on the show and it was a and when we got off at the other end at 1.30 we were absolutely exhausted and I thought there was no chance of cricket today it was torrential all the way from Taunton up to Nottingham so to some extent, I was surprised when we woke up this morning. But as you say, Jeff, it was the outfield, which I, went, I walked across at the end of play when they called the game off. It was absolutely sodden through. There was no way any cricket could be played on there today, even had it been, even if it had have been rather sunny all day. Yep. Um, and that's not to mention what was going on underfoot in the bowlers' run-ups and so on. See, it does lead towards questions about what could and couldn't be done. And that's what I wanted to focus this podcast about today, because we've seen plenty of historical responses in our inboxes today and in our Twitter feeds and and all the rest about this carte blanche suggestion that England cannot host the World Cup again mm. because there's been rain outs <laughs> in the last few in the last week too many games have been rained out it's proof that England is too rainy for the World Cup right. end of story <laughs> of course Jeff that's nonsense and Rick Finlay our friend and colleague uh, went some way to debunking that this afternoon on Twitter yes the ABC statistician uh, collected all of the numbers about average rainfall Which he in loves. various places around the world. He is the rainfall. I mean, he's a fantastic cricket statistician, but yep. every year when we have days rained out at Sydney, and it is every year, yep. he goes back and charts how many there have been there and how many more there are in Sydney compared to other parts of Australia. So I trust his data. Yes. Um, and so he looked at particularly at rainfall in major Australian centres in March. March in Australia, of course, was the time and place that the last World Cup was, was held. And so in terms of planning, there was a much higher risk of much more rain at all, almost all, bar I think Melbourne and Hobart, uh, than there were there would have been in any of the British cities that have hosted World Cup matches in June. So England in June, Wales in June, less rainy than Australia in March. Yeah, so there's this reflexive sort of lazy suggestion that England is wet, therefore England shouldn't host the World Cup. They, they look at the June rainfall so far. You compare it to last year, there was a borderline heat wave, an early summer heat wave at this time of year. Can we just not accept these days that bad luck occurs and from time to time water will fall from the sky at inconvenient times? How many yeah. people have got married in the middle of summer in, in the pouring rain, for example? <laughs> I mean, there's, it's just one of those things. And I think that pouring this all onto the tournament organisers, the other thing I've, I've seen and read is that why didn't they do it in July or August? Well... To be, it rains know, again, then as well. It, it rains I, more I, in July I think the and August. average rainfall is higher in July than it is in June. It is, and I think August, uh, well, I'm not sure. I didn't see the August number. I definitely saw July, but anecdotally someone said that the rainfall in August is roughly the same as June as well. So mm. all of this kind of um, pseudoscience about England, it doesn't really stack up. Yes, England, it is cooler than other parts of the cricketing world. I'm not going to dispute that. But as far as what keeps them off the field, the wet stuff, mm. not so. <laughs> the wet stuff. That's also the name of a popular brand of lubricant, I believe. Um, <laughs> they can get in touch with us if they're interested in a spot on the show. Uh, if, if you're detecting a slight rumble in the background, we should have prefaced this off the top. It's because we're in the car with Anka Desai, the host of the BBC podcast, The Doostra, who's kind enough to convey us back to London from Nottingham to get on to our next bit. You're going on to Southampton tomorrow for, for the next match, so that's why there's a bit of traffic sound in the background. It we're always on the move. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse for that. 
at anchor. We were on a very late coach back to London, and I'm on a very early train to Southampton tomorrow morning. So again, he's got us out of a hole, much the same way that Shannon Gill hosted our podcast in the back of his car yep. on the night where we were going to get a bus at 3:40 a.m. after the Bristol uh, Australia game against Afghanistan. So, yeah. the, the the kindness of colleagues and friends alike have, sa- have saved our skin more than once. The joys of the freelance life on the road. Yes. So as as far as it raining in England goes, it does also rain in all of the other countries where cricket is played. Um, I think I've been at rain delays in pretty much all of those countries. Um, but yeah, that one that one suggestion from from Andrew Fernando, who writes for Cricket Info, I thought is a really good one because um, I remember being at a Test match, particularly at uh, at Palakali outside Kandy in Sri yeah, Lanka, yeah. and it rained a lot. It rained every day of the Test there, and it rained off basically the last session of every day. You'd got two sessions of play, and so we finished on day five with Australia trying to bat out for a draw, and that was the one day it didn't rain in the last session, and they were bowled out. But Every time, and there were a couple of rain delays earlier in the game, every time it rained at all, a swarm of ground staff ran out and covered the whole thing with tarps. And then at the end of each day, they did the same, the whole ground. And so it was ready to go within five minutes of the tarps coming off. And I do wonder whether that couldn't be employed elsewhere. Yeah, those blue tarps are iconic, aren't they? And you're right, Sri Lanka is a country which has a volatile uh, climate. And we saw England schedule a bilateral series over there last year. I think it was a one-day and T20 series, if memory serves me correct, in the monsoon season, which meant that not a lot of cricket was played. So, yeah, I, I but, just... But the thing is, they got on. They got on in almost... I think they had one game washed out in the middle of the monsoon season, and every other game they got on and played. Yeah, partially due to the covers, right? So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that's a, a fair point. That's one thing they could do. And, and we, you know, we've discussed the standardisation of covers before and, and all the rest. So, look, at. There, there are some things which can be improved, but I think pointing at the ICC, as people tend to do, you made the point when we were, we were standing outside before, Jeff, that it's like you know blaming your knee when when your leg's sore and, and getting yeah. angry at it. I mean, getting it, it angry doesn't... at a pen because it's not working. Yeah. I think people are just angry because because it has been raining for a few days and they have missed a lot of cricket matches. Now they're just mad at the rain, and then they're mad at where the rain is, and then then they're like, oh, it's all Nottingham's fault. It's not Nottingham's fault. Nottingham doesn't have much going on. They've got Robin Hood. That's about it. They've, they've named their local transit system uh, cards after Robin Hood because obviously there was a meeting where they said, what's the most memorable thing about Nottingham? And everyone's like, the evil sheriff. And they're like, yes, that's what we want to associate. Robin Hood was all about a stable and affordable transit system. That's why he always robbed people who were on the road between one place and another in their stagecoaches. So it's good to name the public transit system after him, you know. In terms of things you can control, yeah. a couple of days ago we had a lengthy discussion on one of the rain delays about putting a shade cloth over the top of the cricket grounds. Mm-hmm. It's prompted a lot of activity on Twitter. <laughs> Good. It's prompted even more activity on the Guardian's live coverage that we were staffing today. And I've learnt a little bit along the way. One thing I've learnt is that the most logical solution doesn't involve a structure where a umbrella-type tarp sits over the top it's holding it up with drones so that's what uh, several ah, people wrote in okay. about drones one was a hot air balloon yep. type device yep. one where apparently they're using in one of the posh schools from the uk have a have a campus in in somewhere in china i didn't quite pick up where okay. but due to the pollution there they've got like a biodome type thing over the top per the paulie shaw movie from wow. 1996 what a great movie it was oh, so there, there are there, there are there are other things that we could look at yeah and and, and, and I know this is not, not going to go anywhere, and I know it's unorthodox, but I feel like at least we've got a conversation moving in the right direction about wow. how we can get around this going forward. I'm sure there were some others as well which, which stood out to me, but no, that, that's, I think we've got 
as I've said on the on the on the coverage today, if you're an engineer mm. or you're an ideas person and you want to get into business with me, please do so. Indeed, our Airbnb host this morning, um, who we've become quite fond of, and her dog as well. We've stayed with her in Nottingham for the last two weeks. Well, she was explaining named to me after the England cricket. Captain, indeed, it is. Dog's named Lottie. Indeed, it is. Uh, the former England cricket captain, yep. but the greatest player England ever produced. They, she was telling me that, that armies, and I don't know where this is true, she might even have me on, quite possibly she was having me on, but that in, it's possible now to, to control, I can't believe I'm going to say this, to control where the rain is through thermal technology. You can, like, move the rain. Wow. <laughs> There's no way this is true, is it? She's, she's, I want to know, have you <laughs> ever moved the rain <laughs> from coming down on Trent Bridge all day? But just anyway, consistently enough so that we kept thinking we were going to get on. <laughs> I'm pretty tired. Yeah. That might be the end of section one. I think it is. Jeff, some people might disagree, but we kind of have some cricket expertise. I think we have no expertise, though, when it comes to sensible things like planning and retirement and planning for retirement. Well, lucky then, we know the people who do know their stuff over at CBUS, and all CBUS members have access to their team of qualified advisors. Wow, Adam, I think I've heard of CBUS before, about 400 times on our podcast. Uh, What does a qualified advisor do? It means if you're a CBUS member, they can assist you over the phone about investment options, contribution strategies, and planning the best way to maximise your super for retirement. So you're saying they can help you maximise the middle overs and then have a big surge in the final 10? (laughs) Cricket reference, get it? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and it's probably going to go a lot longer than the World Cup. Ah, well, you can uh, make sure you don't get caught without a retirement plan. Visit cbussuper.com.au. Do it. Do it today. This is the final word. World Cup Daily. Day 15. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon. Thanks to CBUS. We forgot in all of that to go through our Hall of Fame. Well, we also forgot to talk about the cricket in any way. Um, So I think it's important to note that New Zealand now have seven points, which is making it roughly a rugby union match. They've just run one over and then popped through the conversion. So they're up to seven with the washout. There was a bit of condescending stuff from people saying like, oh, New Zealand would be very happy to get away with the point there. Not true. New Zealand would have backed themselves to beat India. They've got a very good bowling attack. Quite right. Uh, it would have been pretty lively on that pitch. They rolled India in a warm-up match. And also they've got nothing to gain from getting a point from a washout because their net run rate is so much higher than anyone else's that they'll be ahead of anyone if they're level on points anyway. So it's irrelevant. I couldn't agree more. And we've got to get through the Hall of Fame. We do. Hall of Fame. Well, in terms of Hall of Fame, I'm going to add one bit of correspondence off the top from Stephen Donoghue, who's been in touch with us yep. over the last 24 hours in reference to our... John Williamson offspring um, piece of synergy from a couple of days ago or Mel as he described it Um, it was John Williamson doing a cover of why don't you get a job but he also added that it was for an Andrew Denton Triple M thing so perhaps it wasn't organic but I did take a listen and it is is quite funny so um, you know welcome to the welcome to the Hall of Fame possibly John Williamson if you get up so a a mind meld could this be like in the movie Pacific Rim where they have giant robots controlled by two human pilots who have to uh, what do they call it is it is it a sink or a warp or something they've got to like you know they both their minds control the machine at the same time so if we got John Williamson and the guys from Offspring to control a giant robot to defend the earth from sea creatures, that would re- it work? That reminds me exactly of a, a show I was obsessed with when I was a kid called The Girl From Tomorrow when they had these things on their head where they could pick up things if they had the, the energy all running through together. So 
There's a couple of you know fictional reference points there. Um, what else gets a Guernsey today? Oh, you, you Paul had Rifle's you. Umbrella. Paul Rifle's Umbrella. I mean, what I really liked was every half hour or whatever it was, Paul Rifle and Maria Erasmus would come out with their umbrellas furled and just walk around grumpily poking things. And it was really kind of Lady Bracknell sort of territory. It was like grumpy old English aunt prodding something to see if it worked properly. You know, if, if she found someone passed out on the porch, prod, prod with the umbrella. If, if something wasn't working, you know, the sprinkler system, prod, prod. What's wrong with this? And so they'd just go around and give everything a good poking with the umbrella. And that was a deeply scientific method to test if the ground was fit for play. We've got to get our hands on some of these World Cup umbrellas by the end of the tournament as well. I saw Anka, who is sitting in the front seat here, had one himself when he was doing um, the, the on-ground presentation today and a delightful job that he did along the way. Um, he gets a Guernsey in the Hall of Fame as well for driving us home and for the fact that he has a very nice umbrella too. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm sure between now and the end we this disastrous patch of weather, we've got to get our hands on one of those. Well, well let's, let's have him say hello. Hello and I'll happily steal you one. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you had a very rained off day as well. Yeah, so myself and uh, David Greeter, who works for Sky Sports, uh, we ended up having to just entertain the crowd um, as best we could. Interviewed some Bangra dancers and some drummers uh, and some fans who have travelled from all over the world just to get their thoughts on the rain, which, uh, of course, they were a bit annoyed by. But, um, yeah, apart from that, our job is to just keep people informed as to what's going on with the game, the match situation, all the sponsors and all that sort of nonsense during the game as well and then speaking to legends as well and we actually had Daniel Vittori today it's a shame we couldn't use him because he's always pretty good with his insights as well so it's a shame we couldn't speak to him a lot more Yuvraj Singh was supposed to be the Indian legend um Otherwise, um, busy, busy, engaged. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we got uh, sledged on. We got sledged, Jeff and I, on Twitter the other day about not mentioning Yuvraj Singh's retirement. <laughs> not necessarily related to this World Cup, uh, but not, <laughs> not deeply related. Although he was uh, prominent in previous World Cups. So uh, chapeau to you, Yuvraj. He's called it a day after all this time, and uh, more comebacks than you can count from some pretty dire times. So. Top, top work from Yuvraj Singh. We've got a cast forward, Jeff, in terms of the games ahead. The next one for India, actually, let's do the first one for New Zealand. The next one, rather, for New Zealand is next Wednesday. Um, they go to Edgebaston. I think it might be the first game in Birmingham. They're playing against South Africa. They'll have the chance to almost put themselves, well, not into the final four. That, that's overstra- overstating it. But two more wins in their last five games, and they should make the semis. And, and they, they can could, eliminate South Africa in yeah, the process. They, they're, they're used to knocking South Africa out. They did it in the semifinals last time, but they could probably do it in much less dramatic circumstances no. this time. No, and as for India, they're heading north, up the motorway, to Manchester, where they will play the biggest game on the planet, India-Pakistan in the group stage. You were there a couple of years ago at the Champions Trophy, Jeff. Give us a feel for it. Yeah, I was. It was at Edgebaston that day and it is absolutely bonkers when when those two teams go head-to-head. The Indian fans dominate the crowd but not so much as they do at other games. There's plenty of Pakistan support as well. All the blue and green jerseys going and, and just the intensity because there was a double whammy in that Champions Trophy. It was, it was Hardik Pandya crushing three sixes in a row and they, they smashed Pakistan in the group stage and then Pakistan smashed India in the final and so it went back and forth but um, I absolutely can't wait to see it in a World Cup. In terms of tomorrow, England play the West Indies at Southampton. I'll be down there. Jeff will be watching 
watching preview day for Australia and Sri Lanka, which is Saturday before we wrap it up. Uh, we've, we've got a tweet before from Adam Clark. You asked for a birthday shout-out, long-time listener. Well, happiest birthday to you, Adam Clark. A nice Twitter bio there, which references the fact that he's part of the 48%, which probably means he's a Remainer. He likes his beer. He likes his Aston Villa. Um, and thanks to the, the, the wonderful feedback we've been getting on this pod the last few days. I know it's been a bit of hard yakka getting through these, these rain delays and so on, but um, we're being beautifully supported and, and we're grateful for it, not only from CBUS, who uh, are making this possible in terms of the finances and Jay Mueller and Bad Producer Productions, but our loyal listener base who, who have been fantastic as ever. Always enjoy having you along, and I think we've enjoyed the rain almost as much as we've enjoyed the not rain. Quite possibly that is the case. This has been the final word, Welcome Daily, day 15. Let's hope for better conditions, some cricket tomorrow, and, and don't get stuck into England, seriously. It's not about England, it's just a little bit of rain. It, it's going to be okay. You've just got to be able to accept that in life, some things happen, and uh, sometimes they're not the things you want. And in a tournament of nine games, we can all afford to lose a few. Let's just let go. Just Thanks. let it all wash away down the river of life. <laughs> Thanks to Steve I Super, the industry super fun, hitting your Retirement for six. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I ain't protected by the way I ain't fenced in. If my future questions my current senses, that'd be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty wrote this, so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Hundreds of thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS My Super Option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS for all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.